0: What oh, did?
1: sure. Um, the town does not, re- does not allow wells to be um, installed in town. Uh, it does require a variance from you folks. So we have Kathy Smith here from Brookdale Farms to explain why her situation is different than most and why this wouldn't be a conflict of our regulations. Thank you.
0: from Brookwood Community Farm, I'm on the board. Um, I've been on the board for uh, many years, like since 2008. Um, And it happens to be that the well that is currently on the property was put in in 2007. So this is prior to me being around. Um, It was approved by DCR verbally. Um, It was, um, we were told by DCR, I'm sorry, I spoke with the um, founding farmer this morning in person. She said that the the DCR said that, oh, Town of Canton doesn't need to approve this. Or maybe Town of Canton said, hey, we don't have to approve this. I mean, it's pretty unclear to me right now um, because it was on DCR property. So we currently exist on DCR property. Um, Thank you. So, we have been uh, permitted to use this piece of land since 2006. It's been a variety of lengths of permits, from a one-year lease to a two-year lease to currently, I think it's about a five-year lease, Um, and anything that we do on the property pretty much has to be approved by uh, the DCR, but also, in time, we have learned of different things that we have to get approval for um, through the town of Canton. Uh, For example, we're doing electricity currently, and we're almost done with the project. It was something we had to... Um, Talked to the town of Kenton about, and we had to, um, you know, do 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 a bunch of homework and research. And so, in researching the idea of improving our situation with our well, which has run um, pretty um, slowly uh, for many of the years, probably been installed for 15 years now, um, it has um, uh, not given us. a great amount of water, it's something we've always just dealt with. Um, We feel like it's possible mineral deposits that have kind of closed up some of those openings in the ground. It was dug um, initially to a depth of maybe almost 50 feet, um, and they found some water, but they dug deeper. I learned today, you know, 200 to 300 feet down, and there's a pipe in there, um, but they found no more water down there. So the pipe still exists in the ground, but that supposedly our pump is maybe around 50 feet. Um, and so, these are this is all information I've gathered from speaking with folks. So, um, we have been um, obviously this year, obviously in two thousand fifteen, but in the drought years in between, it's been a struggle to uh, water um, at the farm when needed. And so, um, you know, on top of just anticipating rainwater, we do need to irrigate sometimes, um, you know, in between rainfall. And so, as you know, this year the rain has not really fallen very much, and we're below we're more than 12 inches behind in rain, at least prior to the most recent rainfall. Um, and when we would try to draw from the well, it comes out at such a small rate, it, we run for maybe two hours, and then there's nothing else and we have to wait. Um, so then it was a matter of turning on Canton water, which we wanted to be very careful and judicious about turning on Canton water. But you know, this year, everybody struggled with um, how to keep most things alive. Um, so, I mean, it isn't just this year. The farmers had really requested that the well be worked on um so in the process we have to get approval from various places um and so one of them is the board of health with the town of canton um so for us to proceed any further we have to understand if this is a process that we are allowed to go through um, so that's that's what i know
2: can you tell us what's the purpose of the farm and is it a f- for profit
0: so uh brookwood community farm is a non Um, Since our inception, uh, we donate a bunch of food um, weekly, about five days of the week to different places. So it could be the food pantry in Roslindale. When we leave the farmer's market, we leave some of our vegetables there. I just watch someone pick up the boxes, put them in a van, drive them half a block away, and put them at the church for the food pantry. Um, We donate to the town of Canton food pantry, the Milton community food pantry, Rosie's Place in Boston, Germantown neighborhood in Quincy. Um, St. Michael's Church in Dorchester and we were taking food to the various community fridges uh, when we had extra This is one year where we don't have a ton of extra So I don't know how much we're going to community fridges plus the Dorchester fridge has been on uh, Hold due to reconstruction. So yes, our purpose is for number one improving food access to um, People who have more difficulty accessing fresh food Um, and then also it's just a public asset, you know, people can become members um, purchase any portion of our CSA that can come to the farm stand, which is open to the public three days a week. So, you know, we're on public land. So the point is to do a lot of public good.
2: So my understanding, which I could be confusing, people could buy like a certain number, like they could go once a week and get a certain number of vegetables for XYZ amount.
0: yeah so way that people access our food is we might donate it outright we might subsidize a share which is what you're talking about either once a week or once every other week they would come either in the spring or summer and or fall or all it's like literally six months long that we um are distributing food um so If you're a member, you've just chosen to be a member and come every week or every other week. Otherwise, if you were just driving down the street, you might also just uh, drive by and say, I'm gonna stop by and see what's at the farm stand on Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday. It's just, you know, very pretty simple. Um, So um, it's, you know, it's a mix. A bunch of people are benefiting from us growing food at the base of the Blue Hills.
2: So the current well that you have, is it operational or is it, that's,
0: semi operational, I would say, um, because of the the flow is so minimal. Um,
2: The flow because of the drought conditions?
0: uh, No, prior to the year. So the farmers had uh, requested this in the off season, uh, well work, so it isn't like we're here just because we had a drought year. We have been uh, working for, uh, the, the founding farmer thought that maybe for a few years we had good flow but that our pumps always got clogged up with mineral deposits. And then what they've also said is that mineral deposits have likely closed up some of those openings if there is more water uh, to be had. There are two or three wells, I believe, at the Meditech property um I don't know if it's in your records as far as like any other nearby wells I don't I didn't inquire with the house that is just into Milton you know just past the border uh whether they're a property that's on well or whether they have town water but that would be about the closest and only well that would probably be affecting the aquifer that we're in
2: And do you have like a specific lease like with the um DCR for like for 50 years or
0: it's, it's just a handful of years to handful of years. So they have generally been about five-year leases. Um, and so the DCR, it's a permit through the um, DCR, and we just renegotiate that um, at the end of every period. Um, so, yeah, then they just need permission for pretty much anything that we do there. If they don't already know about it, we need to ask and get official permission to do whatever. You know, put up a new high tunnel, put up a new deer fence, um, do work on a well, um, decide to... Uh, bring in granola (laughs) to be sold at the farm stand. These are all things that the DCR wants to uh, be fully aware of.
3: Do you know how long the process takes to get the well?
0: Um, Right now, we are trying to get another estimate from a company, but they're from, um, uh, I forget the name of town, but you know, pretty far off in Massachusetts, but they work all over in New England. And we just wanted to get like another couple of estimates so that we understood kind of what we're getting into. Um, And the idea of fracking this well is one thing. They go in and they blast water into those spaces and hope to open it up. Um, A second option would be to potentially just drill another well on the property in the hopes that we would find more water. Both processes do not guarantee us any more water. Okay. Um, But um, the original well digger, driller I don't believe will come back and do it. Just, you know, 15 years have gone by and I I think that I'm not sure that they are the people that we would use again. So.
2: So let me ask again. So is, if we did the new well, the you're not going to be using the old well? I have
0: no idea. I mean, um, there's no guarantee with drilling a new well that it would produce any more water for us. Um, I have tried to speak with a couple hydrologists in the state of Massachusetts, and there is somebody from the DCR that is also trying to um, find what sort of resources they have within the DCR. Um, you know, there's definitely wetlands on the back of the property and there's a couple of ponds, but they are not part of our permitted space um, So, you know, I don't understand the aquifer. I personally I, I don't understand So I think before say we spend up to fifty thousand dollars to drill a new well It's just you know a range that somebody gave us um, Then we'd really want to understand um, the process whether there was water down there um and and we have to do a cost benefit uh analysis to figure out if for the farm if we're guaranteed to farm there you know into the future every five years renewing our lease is that an investment that that you know we want to make um fracking our initial um estimate was for fifteen thousand dollars but that same person that gave that to us in the late winter says now that that's Prices will go up. He did spend a bunch of time measuring and, and giving us that estimate, so I, I, I know he will charge us more. So.
2: Yeah, I don't remember, like in all my years of being on this, of giving out a, a new well. Permit. Something. Okay. I mean, it's, obviously it's a wonderful endeavor that you're doing, you know, to have a farm and to, you know, to grow.
3: Can I ask a clarifying question? So maybe this is for Barbara, um, but it's, we're saying discussing the possibility of opening up a current well or applying for variance. So if your current well doesn't work, then you're applying for a variance to dig a second well. Is that right? Well,
0: I also don't understand, and maybe you can answer this question, is do we have to ask for your permission to frack this current depth of this well um, my impression from reading paperwork is that that was something i probably needed to ask you folks about um, so um, yeah that's i mean if if you can only grant permission for one thing you know do we have to go much further than oh no you don't have to have permission to do that i mean mm-hmm. we definitely need permission from dcr to have some massive truck come on the property and do this stuff but you know at, at this point with many upgrades that we've been trying to do over the years or improvements for just farming, you know, we wanna make sure that we're doing it according to, you know, the rules, either in the town or within the state. So, you know, I guess the question goes back to you is, if we have a well that exists on the property, can we do work on it to try to get more water out of it? And I don't know if you can answer that today or if you would answer that in an email or something. Um, And then I guess as long as I was here, the point is like, if somebody says, forget working with that old hole in the ground. Why don't you just drive a whole brand new well? Like, obviously we're the ones that have to really figure out whether that's something we can afford to do or if we can get grant money to do it. But, you know, obviously I think we would need your permission mm-hmm. for that, uh, very obviously, so.
3: So it sounds like it's a, a variance part A and part B. If A doesn't work out, we're going for B. And I don't know if we need to just give one acceptance and oh. then come back if the well doesn't work. Do you right. know the answer to that? So, so I have an additional
1: question. I thought there was email correspondence that the well was filled in.
0: No, the well just exists, and there's a pump in it that, that uh, through the whole summer we've been. Using. Were there
1: ever two wells? Uh,
0: not to my knowledge. Okay. Really just, the, current, the farmer in 2007 got permission through the DCR. To Dig a well, because there had been issues about us using canton water, we had a massive bill that first year of growing, and there happened to be a leak at the road um, so that was mitigated between DCR and I, I believe yeah. it was, it was um, that
1: yeah. my my biggest concern <clears throat> is, is we do have in our files that there's an abandoned well on the property um, that was never properly. The process was never completed, and I think it's because of there's two players. There's a there's a farm and there's DCR. And once the well was drilled, drilled, everyone was happy and no one returned our calls at that point. And that's just not the way the process works. Um, so
0: do you think that the, it's an old well, meaning related to the how property before it was um, given to the state?
1: I, I don't know.
3: I don't
0: know. I, I, I'm sure there was some time in the past where they had to have their own water. Yeah.
3: Is there yeah. a time period, too, when a well is abandoned that it becomes sort of not our issue, Barbara? Do you know? Or are we always concerned about every well? You know, like, if one isn't working and not functioning for five years, do we really care about it?
1: Um, we do. We okay. do. If, 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 if a well's not being used, it should be properly abandoned or else Covered. someone could. Right. You know, it should be filled with slurry and concrete or else someone could potentially just say, oh, I'm just feeding the
3: cattle. You know, so you have a record of two wells on and you only know one well?
0: Right, just this that was dug and drilled in 2007. I have no idea on the entire property, Brookwood Farm, if there is another well. I would just assume that there would be just because somebody had lived there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Do
3: you know how many acres the farm is? Uh,
0: Between 20 and 30. And so we farm, uh, our cultivated land is about two and a half acres plus like kind of in the map where you see other structures, you see a tent, um our greenhouse we have permission to use one part of the barn that's closest to the greenhouse so you know kind of if you go from the fields and you go in toward that inner farm road that's that's roughly the area that we have permission to use along with permission for people to obviously park okay. in a public parking spot um, so yeah i, I guess I, my issue with coming here was just like you know where do we need permission and can we get permission mm-hmm. to do anything to improve our access to water uh, only for irrigation um, the water was never potable um, as far as i understand so we use canton water to wash our vegetables um, and that comes directly from the sugar house and we have a meter
3: so do you have, do you have
1: concerns going forward with us barbara um i think my only concern is is it is is we indicate to kathy here where we stand but there still needs to be a complete application and i would want documentation from dcr that they are aware of this well you know if if the board was in, inclined to encourage kathy to proceed you know that we would potentially give give that variance it needs a, a full um application i know it's yardage in acres and acres but i want to make sure it's away from the property line and mm-hmm. we're having recent issues with someone with a septic system in the vicinity of a well Oh, yeah so so just it needs a full application not just a sure go build a well yes it needs to be fully mapped
2: out
3: mm-hmm. okay
2: and i think we need to know exactly how many wells are on that property just
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know. so is it possible that we could um you could come back for our next meeting and so this way we can do a little bit more research But I would I would leave and say, obviously, we want to do what's best, you know, to keep you, you know, allowing you to grow the crops to give out. But we have to do a little bit more research.
0: Yeah, that would be very interesting to know if there's another well that just happens to be sitting there. I just know that the closest otherwise uh, closest wells are somewhere on that Meditech property, which is in Canton. And so, you know, maybe that would be in your records. Um, But otherwise on the site, I have no idea.
3: So as well as us doing research is there more we need from Kathy for the application process what we're, direction can we give her
1: I would say Kathy I would I would like some kind of documentation from DCR that um, the, the, the responsibility goes to the property owner it doesn't go to, to Kathy like if, if we're giving our non potable well and then something else happens DCR needs to fully understand what's what's happening on their property okay
0: okay so with the dcr um, to do the work we need to um, apply for a construction access permit Um, the most i can do prior to that and that has to have your approval we have to have plans um, you know and we're still talking about two different things the idea of fracking just opening up what exists right now um, or whether we drill, you know, a complete new one. And I would understand the whole process of filling out this application for drilling a new well. What I don't understand is what we do if we just want to try to open up and get better access to water through the well that exists. Uh, and so on the picture, I know it's black and white. There's a thick line in the more close-up picture that kind of... Uh, goes from the, across the driveway to a corner of a kind of whitish, but that's pink when you're there in person. That's a pink tent where a CSA pickup is. And, um, the drill, the well is um, kind of on the corner closer to the greenhouse. Um, and you know, that's just in case you needed sighting. So like, you know, it's, uh, quite a distance to go up to the main street. It's quite a distance to go back to the house So, you know walking it would take you five minutes to get to the back house Obviously take you about five minutes to get to the front of the property. So and in either directions. It's it's fields um, And across our cultivation field is a stone wall and then that's where Meditech is um, And there's no other utilities that we know other than if there's something piped in the ground Um you know, being used on the property. I'm assuming that the house in the back has old electrical, as far as I understand from being in there, it has flushable toilets, you know, it has some sort of service, but I I, I have no idea if they're on a septic and that would be probably something that I assume would be in your record since it's the the town of Canton, but I I don't think we'd be anywhere near.
1: So I I don't see any Board of Health regulation that would require a variance to repair an existing well. It would be if we dug a new one because I would, go with the assumption that whoever permitted that in the first place made sure it had proper setbacks and and all that
0: Um, that
2: would be the easiest way if they could repair the Mm -hmm. current you know i think that would be the least expensive option too
0: yeah yeah and both of the processes don't necessarily offer a guarantee that we'll find water but um you know it's it's you know within our footprint you know, I'm sure if somebody, a hydrologist, came, they'd say, "Oh, in the back is really great access to water." But that would be, you know, interesting to find out if DCR would allow us to have a well in a completely different area of the mm. property that we're not permitted to use. Uh, so, all right. Yeah, well,
1: I yeah. wonder. Yeah, so I wonder if you would try it as a two-step process of repairing what you have, and then possibly looking for the variance, yeah. if 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 the repair doesn't work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just oh, so you know, our next meeting is October 3rd. So we're more than happy, you know, to put you on the agenda for that okay.
3: evening. That's for- okay, thank
2: okay. you very much. Thank you very sure. much
3: for your time. Thank you.
2: Next on the agenda is um, COVID booster clinics and flu clinics. Okay. So I will start to say that I've already been proactive and I got my flu shot already. Nice. So I'm ahead of the curve on that. Nice. So nice. let's talk about now that we have the new um, booster out there.
1: Right, right. And, and James Goodrich from our group is here as well. James, if you want to go over to the microphone, but um, just add in whenever you want, James. But there's a there's a new type of booster and it's a bivalent, which means it's, it's actually got a component to it that um, fights against the new Omicron um, strains that we've been facing. So even if you've been boosted before, it's, it's a new it's a new medicine here for us. Um, We are getting that from the state. We have put in orders for both Pfizer and Moderna. Um, We've reached out to the schools. We have a couple of tentative dates to go to the schools on on Saturdays. Um, We're coordinating a clinic at the Senior Center with Diane Tynan. Um, We've made plans to go to the Senior Housing. um, And we're trying to um, coordinate some, some clinics with municipal employees as well. So um, things are happening, and um, we're getting some some good interest, which is which is wonderful. Because we, we do worry about um, vaccination fatigue. You hear that all the time, um, but it is an, a different vaccine, um, and it is worth worth getting. Do you have dates? I hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> I hesitate. Um, we're looking at the fifteenth and twenty second. Those are Saturdays for the schools. Um, the high school is not available on the 15th, okay. so we're looking for something else there.
3: Um, and you know for sure, if, if you could email it to me, I'll put it on Facebook. Yep, yeah. that sounds That's good, great yeah. though, but tentatively, yeah. those are good days. Yeah.
1: We do have for sure um, the Senior Center scheduled on the 12th.
3: Okay, Senior Center on the 12th. What time is that?
1: 9 to 12?
3: That was 9 to 12, yes. And um, just to note, too, the clinics are both the vaccine for COVID and flu available. You can actually get both at the same time. um, So you can come and get two shots done, go home, you're you're all good for the season.
1: Right. Very good. And it's um, two months of, um, if you haven't been boosted within two months, that's that's the time frame. Before it was, if you're 16 years old and you're... (laughs) And you got this with and then the and born so. in
3: July. And yeah. And yeah. And,
1: and it's a full moon. Um, but now it's it's two
3: months. Any age as long as you're post two months. Yeah. So Pfizer. What's that? 12
2: plus is 12
3: plus right. Yeah, right. Pfizer yeah.
1: is the 12 plus, And then um, Moderna is 18 plus. Okay. So but we're getting both kinds. Awesome.
2: Well, we can't forget the fact that last week, 53 residents in Massachusetts passed away from COVID. So it is out there. It is still deadly. And And as Karen said, today, 400 people each day are dying week, in the, week. weekly yeah. in the U.S, I'm sorry. I, I, I think daily.
3: Yeah.
2: And you know, you have a 96 percent chance of surviving COVID by getting yourself a vaccination and boosters. It's a pretty you know, simple concept, which I don't understand why there's still a hesitancy out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Isolation and quarantine um, requirements changed a bit. Those are on our website if anyone has any questions on those.
2: okay.
3: Have we heard anything about the schools? I know they're only like a week in, but any issues or any concerns with people going back? No, um, we continue to talk with the school district. Uh, We nurse, and um, if we find a case, we let them know. They find cases they let us know. Um, Nothing more than was anticipated. Um, A few cases here and there. I think we finally kind of come to a good system, and as Alan says, it's still out there, so we still have to be careful. But it feels like we have a good hold on it now, which is awesome. All working together. Yes.
2: Your immunity wanes, so please get yourself vaccinated and boosted. Okay, next on the agenda is um, Nip bottles. This is becoming <laughs> such a pain to see these everywhere around town, and I mean, I picked one up yesterday, I picked one up this morning, and, you know, I just want the public to know that these are not recyclable at all because they're too small. The centers just put them out in the trash, and it's such a litter component to this town that's, you know, unfortunate. And, you know, it's really not a border health issue, but it's something, there's an educational aspect that I don't know whether we have more you know, trash containers around town, do we sit there and you know, ask the convenience stores to say, you know, please dispose of them, they're not recyclable. It's just, honestly, I'm just tired of seeing them everywhere.
3: It is tough. Um, I think, you know, along with nip balls, you also see Bud Light cans, you see McDonald's trash bags. So I think the overall issue is littering, maybe not so much nips, even though they're small, so they get stuck everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think the overall issue of littering is significant. And I don't know if we discuss, or even with the select board, if we discuss areas where trash um, barrels could be put in or a can cleanup day. Is I think that's something that's in our realm as um, Board of Health members. Right. Well,
1: there was a cleanup day
3: uh, spring,
2: yeah, one, And yeah. that was the biggest source was the plastic and they all said nips were everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some communities, I'm not advocating that we do anything like this, but some communities have banned nip seals whatsoever. There's six of them. In Connecticut, they're doing a surcharge of 50 cents on the uh, nip containers and the, all the money goes to um, clean up days. Wow. But its it's just... You know, people, please throw it in the trash, not on the street.
3: Maybe I'm a little naive to think that it's just small and maybe it just slips out of their purse or wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope, I hope people have good sense to clean up after themselves and it's, it's disheartening seeing our town get messy. So if we can stick together and do it.
2: Okay. Next on the agenda is a food license for five burgers and fries 1132, number no, 1132, 95 Washington Street. So, what are they? New owners there? Is that what it is?
3: Yes, uh, they, it was a new ownership, um, same franchise. I went out and visited the property. Kitchen layout stays the same. Uh, food processes are still the same. It's at, as a franchise, uh, all their food quality measures remain the same. Um, it was out there, no violations found. Um, everything seems to be right in good order.
2: Okay, so can we have any discussion?
3: No. So we have to just vote to motion. approve this? Yep. Awesome. I'll make a motion to approve the food service license on Five Guys Burgers and Fries 95 Washington Street.
2: I'll second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion passes 2-0. Okay. Vouchers and bills. Did you have an opportunity? I did.
3: Yep. No questions for me.
2: Okay. Motion to accept the vouchers and bills.
3: I will second the motion.
2: Okay. All in favor, I... aye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I think we're good.
2: <laughs> Either way, right? Okay, discussion. Jolly, anything to discuss?
3: I have nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're you. ready for
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, I had the flu show up, so we've already discussed that. It's already September, so. You know, don't forget to get your flu shot. An interesting development, the um, over-the-counter hearing aids are going to be available starting on October 17th. And that's going to be a win-win for everybody because almost 30 million Americans suffer from pretty good hearing loss, and most of them don't want to pay the 3000 to $5,000 for hearing aids and supposedly the -the over-the-counter ones that are coming out, which I'm going to say probably not as good quality-wise, but supposedly they're quite good and it can really impact their life. And so that's, um, I think, a positive thing. And it's estimated 20% of mass residents have significant hearing loss, so they could benefit from these new over-the-counter ones. However, if you have significant hearing loss, you should still see your audiologist to get the you know the proper model but i think that's a a big win for the consumer out there um triple e there's three cases so far in the state since we've been in drought conditions mosquitoes haven't been able to um populate like they used to so that's good that we've only had three cases monkey we discussed it at the last meeting 389 cases in massachusetts there is a vaccination out there it's um Uh, majority is in men to men contact and you know please get yourself vaccinated if you're in that high-risk group Um, California 2035 has mandated all new cars must be electric Wow so that and supposedly Massachusetts is on the verge of being the second state so I think that's also a win-win you know the prices of electric cars are significantly coming down. There's two models that you can buy now in the thirty thousand dollar range. Yes, it's a lot of money, but it's half of what it used to be, and so.
3: Do you know how they're enforcing everyone to have electric cars?
2: Um, they're not a- allowing motor cars to be sold.
3: So if, if I new, still have my car new, new anything new. I buy must be electric. Correct. But If I still have my car that's not electric in 2025, there's no 2035 increase. 35. That's yeah. So they're giving. I won't have my car that long. <laughs> they're giving a lot
0: of
1: years.
3: <laughs> right. They're so if you, if you taxes, visited
1: as well, if gotcha. you drove over, I would think you could drive in with a with an auto.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Nobody's taking away your gas powered, yes. you know, cars, but they're mandating all new cars. Gotcha. So I think that's interesting. A,
1: yeah.
2: Yes. Yes sold in California, the, cool. the CASA event that took place a few days ago that both um, Barbara and I was at Canton's Alliance Substance Abuse. And I just want to say it was a lovely evening, but I'm always disappointed by the lack of attendance there. You know, we've talked at different meetings about you know the problems with substance abuse, addiction, and they do a, a beautiful ceremony, and I just love to see more people show up to it, to give you know encouragement for those who are, you know, fighting the addiction and to give comfort for those who have lost somebody. So I just want to say they did a really good job, and we work closely with CASA, and we should um, always be there at their events. And then yesterday, we were at the 9/11 event, and even though, you know, it's just one of those days that you know. It's it, I still think of it all the time. And you know, last night I was watching 60 Minutes on it, and you know, it's just a a day that I want to just spend two minutes talking about because it, it was the large, it was the biggest terrorism act against this country in our history. 2,700 people lost their lives that day, and if you think about what happened with the the new york police and the fire department how they got actually seventeen thousand people out of the towers that day to survive and it you know thank god for the first responders because it could have been you know nineteen thousand people who died there and so it's just a day that we should always know everything about and especially since two of the flights took off um, you know logan and you know Everybody knows somebody related to somebody who, you know, died that day. And one of my classmates, Michael Iuliano, class of 78, and I want to say the quarterback of our football team, the star in the musical, and just a generally all-around really nice guy. You know, he perished because he was on one of the higher floors that day. And we also have to remember, you know, there was four flights that were hijacked. And you know, two went into the World Trade Center, one went into the Pentagon. And their fourth flight is the one that gives me, you know, I think about all the time, is these forty-five people on the flight that knew that they were being hijacked and they didn't know where the plane was going, but the rumors were that either it was going to Congress or the White House. And, you know, they stormed the cockpit and they crashed the plane and they all perished. And it was such a heroic event, it's sad, that 21 years later you still think about it. But it's a day we shouldn't forget and we should honor people that day, sorry.
1: No, and and what they said at the the ceremony as well, just, just the randomness of it, like someone that missed their plane or someone that went back in the building and it was, we should be grateful for the days. That we have as well as our country for for their work in that.
2: Okay, I'll make a. Uh, our next meeting will be uh, October 3rd. Oh, not yet. We have to approve the minutes for Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. So, have you had a chance to look at the minutes? I
3: did, and no questions. I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from August 8th, 2022.
2: I'll second it. All in favor? Aye. Aye. And then motion for adjournment at 637. And our next meeting will be on Monday, October 3rd.
3: Awesome. I'll second the motion, right? Okay.
2: Thank you very much.
3: Thank you.